everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mountain Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Lee, with my co-host, Stephen Lewis. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? Doing great, man. Uh, we're back from Sedona. Yes. We did an Instagram live podcast of sorts. It was a video cast. It was, a, yeah. A vid? A vid, <laughs> sure. what, are they? what are they? Yeah, we did that early this week. Yeah. Um, actually, coming back from Sedona, we had intended to record more episodes throughout this week. Yeah. But this week was like a freaky Friday on repeat every day. Oh, it was just it was, crazy. It was pandemonium. Yeah. So, but we're here and we're going to record a podcast. We are. Uh, we're going to talk about mountain bikes like we usually do. You can go to, to mtbpodcast.com, listen to the episodes, share, review, please, five mm -hmm. stars, uh, buy things that are mountain bike podcast related, all yeah. that stuff. Um, that will then help us go to more things like Sedona, which we'll talk about. Um, maybe we actually, we should open up with the Sedona chat. I think we should talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, this is episode 48. Ah, uh, 48. Did I say You said this else? is another episode. I just want to make sure everybody knows oh, yeah. what episode they're listening to. All right. Well, then in that case, let's take episode 48. Uh, let's start talking about our, our experience over at Sedona. Yes, let's do that. Uh, we went to Sedona Mountain Bike Festival. We did. Awesome place. Beautiful place. Yeah. I, we we I, must go back. Yeah. I want to go back at, at other times when it, you know, cause it was pretty packed. It was. I've heard that it's, it's a pretty crowded place on the trails though, just in general with hikers and yeah. stuff, but we had like zero problems with hikers there. No, they were They great. were so cool. Yeah. I mean, granted we were friendly. We were being nice to everybody. Amazing how that works. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, no problem with hikers. Uh, the place was beautiful. The event was super cool though. It was. And there were a lot of people, all the brands were there. Everyone was super chill. All the brands beside one brand was decidedly not chill. No, they weren't. I mean, they were just cool. Yeah, very, just cool. very, way very, too way cool. too cool for everybody. Yeah. Like somebody came up and they didn't have any bikes, um, which, which by the way, so it's Sedona mountain bike festival. It's, it's a huge like demo festival. Basically. Yeah. There's like 2,500 people that go to this. It's huge. Yeah. And there's like, uh, there's, uh, brands that have like gear and, mm -hmm. and that sort of stuff. So you can like demo pads, for example. Um, but then there are also brands that are a bunch of bike brands. So people line up every morning at the gates, and then when they open them, they literally sprint through the festival. It was crazy. I mean, we were lucky enough to be able to get in before so we could always procure a bike at the beginning. We live a privileged, li privileged we life. We do. We mm -hmm. were very privileged with this. Yes. But <laughs> as I think the first uh, Saturday morning when we were standing in getting um, – ready for the Norcos when they were getting yeah. set up. We just saw people sprinting and I thought it was like running of the bulls or something. Yeah, like, like, what is going on here? A, a volcano? Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Mount Vesuvius. Yeah. But again, they, they all run to, uh, to the, to the brands. They're eager to get these bikes. Yeah. And then they test bikes all day until like 5 PM ish every day. Yeah. Um, so it's, that's really kind of the gist of it. That's really cool though. People are there with their own bikes and they're just riding and enjoying the good vibes and yeah. good people. There's shuttles going constantly to different spots. There are guides, there are different groups, really cool time. And I've noticed, um, in talking with, uh, the guy with the bullhorn, I can't remember his name, but he was the one just wrangling all uh, the shuttle yes, kits. He was yes. the funniest guy out there. He and funny. <laughs> he was, he let me know later on in the event that most of the shuttle drivers are like the raddest chicks in Sedona for like uh, bikers, like oh, the really? raddest like mountain the bike girls. Like, yeah, yeah, they're like better than all of us. That's like, awesome. Yeah. There were a lot of women there riding. Tons of good women. Good to see. Yeah. Um, the Vita MTB series is there. They had huge was, rides. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. It seemed like they were like a group of 30 of them would leave like every hour, like on the hour. Yeah. They were all over the place. It was really cool to see. They had a bunch of skills clinics going on. You could ride with celebrities, that sort of thing. It was awesome. Yeah. It was like, talk about mountain bike vacation, plan that one for next year. So yeah. on a mountain bike festival. It was great. It was super cool. Um, but our goal with this was to go down there and was to demo a bunch of bikes. Yes. So we went down, 
ideally, if we would have really been able to make it all work and everything would have been ran smoothly and perfectly, which there's a lot out of our control, we would have been able to get around 22, 24 bytes, yeah, maybe. maybe 24. We yeah. like assembled a list from everything that you guys had suggested and the brands that were there. Yes. And we did that. Uh, two notable brands that were not there, uh, YT was not there. Yeah. Canyon, Canyon was, was not, not there. there. Yeah. There were other brands that weren't there as well. Um, but those two brands are the most notable ones that weren't there. And a lot of people wanted to ride their bikes. Yeah. Um, uh, we saw tons of Yetis, tons of pivots. Yes. I feel like those are the dominant forces out on the trail, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like you just couldn't find one. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. So here are the bikes uh, that we tested and then we're going to go into how we tested them. Mm -hmm. we're, we are going to actually, and stay tuned, we're going to have micro episodes, small episodes. It's going to focus on one or two bikes at a time. And we're going to talk about these bikes in short podcast episodes that will be published throughout the following week. So are they going to need microphones or microscopes for... Micro episodes recorded micro microphones. Episodes. Okay. Yes. So what are they going to need to listen? Oh, I got what you mean. Yeah, I just ears. That's okay. all. Yep. Just ears. Yeah, okay. ears work. Okay. Um, so let's run through the bikes. Uh, Norco Range. Did I test that one or you? I, I rode the range. You rode the site. I can never keep those two straight. That's okay. Okay. So I rode the site. Mm -hmm. and, and this outlines a the theme really quick. Yes. I rode 27.5 long travel bikes, almost exclusively. Yeah, or longer travel. Longer travel. Yeah. And I rode 29 short travel bikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of turning the tables from Did. what we would normally do. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool though. Mm -hmm. uh, I've already forgotten which Norco I rode. I think I rode the site. You rode the site. I, I rode the range. It. Okay, good. So Norco site. Um, I remember the bike vividly, but I can never keep the name straight. So. Yes. Uh, then, uh, and I also rode the Orbea Rayon. And then I rode the tra the 429 trail from Pivot. And you also rode the Pivot Switchblade. Then blade. I rode the Switchblade. I rode the Trek Remedy. And I rode the Trek Fuel EX. Yep. Diamondback mm -hmm. Release Carbon. I rode that guy. You did. Yep. Pleasantly surprised at that bike. Yeah. So we'll get into that one. one. Yeah. Uh, then we both rode this bike. Yeah. The first bikes that we rode to to figure out our check loop, we went and grabbed a couple triggers and- Cannondale triggers. Yeah. Cannondale triggers. And I proceeded to take mine off of a six foot ledge. A yes. waterfall, if you will. There was a line that was probably a little more gradual, but you did not take that line. You took the vertical drop that was about six feet tall. Likes to party. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, You're a good rider, and that's how you didn't die. <laughs> Fair. So I know how. I was yeah. about to say I don't know how you didn't die, but you're a good rider, and that's why. Um, then I rode the Evil Calling. And I rode the following MB. Yep, which MB is for Mo Betta. Mo Betta. Uh, intense tracer 27.5. You rode that. One. That was what I rode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kona process 153. You rode that guy. Since I'm a bro. And, and you rode the new carbon version. Yep. Since yeah. I'm a bro, I ride big travel bikes like that. Yeah. Uh, Santa I rode the tall boy CC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. And then you rode the Ibis, Ibis Ripley LS. Yep. And then I rode the Mojo HD four. Yes, you did. And I also rode a chubby bike. You Not did. that bike, just chubby. Yeah. The Rocky Mountain Pipeline. The Pleasantly Plump Pipeline. 27.5 plus type of plump. Yeah. Uh, so those are all the bikes that we rode. We're going to have those reviews coming up over the next week, two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be trickling out to you guys. And here's what we tried to do with this. This is, granted, we only, so we had an eight-mile check loop, okay? And it was the same check loop that we did every single time. Yeah, a lot of times. We did it mm -hmm. a lot of times. We and it was actually, the, the fun thing was... Should we talk about the check loop? Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Because do it. I, I thought it was fun and we never really got bored with it. Yeah. It was challenging. Yes. Like there were sections that I never cleaned. Yeah. Uh, there were sections that you never cleaned, although you cleared or cleaned almost every one of them. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think I did clean everything at least once. Nope. Nope. Which one did I not clean? The very large ledge in the beginning. 
Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least I tried like three you times. Tried. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did not try. Um, but anyways, but it was tricky. You couldn't clear everything every time just easily. It required a lot of technique and a lot of strength and a lot of, you know, it was, it was tough, man. Yeah. Um, so we had the, the check loop. It started out with about, I'd say, um, you know, a kilometer, oh, I shouldn't say kilometer. Three That's quarters of a mile. Yeah. Three quarters of a mile of descending on the road, kind no, of. Ascending. Mm-mm. No, we had some descending, oh, and that's yeah. very important, and okay. this is why. Go ahead. So we left the Posse Grounds Park, and it started with some descending, and that, like, instantly what I would do is I would start, like, you know, doing cutties or slalom turns, going downhill, so to speak. Broing, if you will. Broing, yes, as a bro would. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was doing that to try to get a feel for how that bike would travel through the suspension if you really pushed into it without the variables of trail, mm-hmm. right? Like you could just have road and that was consistent. Yeah. So that was like a short little thing. And then it would go into about, I would say a mile of climbing, maybe a little more uh, that okay. we had on paved roads, right? Okay. Yeah. Some really steep sections of paved roads, some that weren't so steep, yeah. but we climbed our way up to a trailhead. Yes. When we got to the trailhead, it was like smooth, easy stuff punctuated by really tech, technical little ledges that yeah. you had to climb with. Anywhere between six and there was one, the one that I didn't actually clear was like that was three like three and thir- a half, it was, four, three and a half feet probably. I would say it was at 36 to 40 inches tall. Yeah. 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 Uh, whatever that is in centimeters and millimeters for folks mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh Anyways, uh, we, so those ones, that was kind of fun. It was, it was just lined with death cactus on all sides. Mm-hmm. So we I, somehow we avoided hitting a cactus. We avoided all death cactus. I don't know how. Cacti. Uh, cacti. After that smooth, like kind of climbing into a chunky descent, our yes. first little chunky descent, tight switchbacks and a couple spots. And a couple really gnarly rock drops in it. Yep. Yeah. And then we got into the spot where it was like kind of technical, up and down contoury trail yeah, on or, Slick Rock a lot. Yep, yeah. And and it had spots where it was kind of like ledgy and tricky mm-hmm. in there. And that was a really good one to test out like how the bikes have performed when you kind of needed to pause, ratchet, and kind of mantle up things and lift and jump up things. Yeah. Um, the technical ability of the bike in slow terrain, slow technical terrain was really tested there. Yes. Then after that, it got really smooth and kind of really tight though. Yeah. Really tight, nimble in, in trees. Yep. So then we were, and that's honestly really similar to the majority of trail that most people ride in the sense that it was like smoother, less gnarly chunk. Yeah. Um, and then I guess after that, then we got into the true, we got into a waterfall section that was pretty gnarly. And most people were walking down. Yep. Um, but we, and I don't think we didn't. We didn't walk it once. No, we, we sent it from the beginning. Yeah. And we just kind of, and we missed the trail the first time. We went down the chute and then we're like, oh, a trail goes the other way yeah. after the chute. We um, didn't U-turn. No, but yeah. we figured that out. And then some more technical climbing after that. Really technical climbing in that spot. Yes. Yeah. And jagged tricky. rocks sticking out of the ground, you know, testing bottom bracket and pedal, you know, pedal strikes and things like that. Yep. Then after that, it got into more climby stuff, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a mix of you would it would be punctuated by some technical stuff, but it was usually kind of, like, kind of climby and rolling. Yes. Then we had a jump line that we would do, and it was just high speed, loose marbly you know rocks on yep. top of you know soft dirt. Um, really good opportunity to test low speed compression, that yes. kind of like big drop into <clears throat> things where you really compress that suspension. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that more climby and technically ish stuff yeah. coming back. And that was a, that climb on Manzanita was a little bit different than all the others because sure it had a few little rock ledges in it, but it was generally a semi loose bed, yep. but it was really smooth overall. It was, and it had s- repetitive switchbacks mm-hmm. rather than very mm-hmm. occasional ones, Yes, which you see a lot on trails where they 
have like switchback, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was good to be able to test that. And then after that, it was really good for us to test like the, the bikes poise on loose terrain, which was Adobe Jacks. Yes. And that was, yeah, that it was, was kind of like marbly, like you said, you know, it was yeah. like, uh, off camber sections with some marbly stuff. Yeah. And, yep. uh, then after that we had about, I would say maybe, maybe a mile half, of three quarters of a mile, maybe a mile. Yeah. Of road climbing. Of road climbing back to the park. Yeah. So we did that. It was eight miles and we did that for every single bike. Yeah. So we did it nine times each. Yep. And what we were trying to find out with the, with these bikes, our goal was to, instead of telling you, oh, this bike has an SLX shifter on it and it felt terrible and we didn't like that. Or, oh, this bike had SRAM guides and these brakes aren't great and you'll have to bleed them. And that's what you'll get with this bike. That was not our goal. No, not Um, at all. You can look up individual component reviews. Go check those out. You can go to Worldwide Cyclery. They have a bunch of stuff on that. They absolutely do. Um, We're going to talk about them in a bit. We will. But uh, what we instead wanted to to show for you guys, so we we know we don't need to make you want a bike. You already want a bike plenty bad. Mm-hmm. We know this. Yes. We all want bikes. Yes. But we want to make sure that you understand that how this bike behaves and on what type of terrain it's best so then you can make a good purchasing decision. Yes. Because sometimes you really want a bike because it looks bro and you feel bro or it looks lycra and very weight weenie and you feel lycra and very weight weenie. Like but, you should move to France and uh, sure. surrender a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to everybody from France is listening. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, but uh, that's what we wanted to find out was what the bike did well, what the bike did poorly, and what terrain the bike would be best suited. Yeah. And what terrain the bike would not be a best choice. And then we'll also talk about different things that we would change to the bike. Yes. In terms of setup or if we felt like a component change really need to happen, but we're not going to be complaining about component stuff and and going on about head tube angles and everything else. We'll probably mention them briefly, but just as a point of reference, because we're going to be really talking about how the bike behaves. Yeah. Cause, cause we really did get in depth with our bike fits. I mean, there was, you know, constantly on a few bikes, we were like, oh gosh, there's way too much effective stack here. We need to drop the stem down. We need to get this. And that's stuff that we should probably mention to people, but not necessarily something we'll dwell on. Absolutely. So yeah. we'll go into that whole process and, and share everything with you guys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, anyway, stay tuned for those reviews. I think these should be really informative and they cover a huge chunk of the bikes that you regularly ask us about. So, uh, it could be interesting stuff. Uh, the next thing, Steven, uh, this is before we get into the news, we're going to get into our own news. We have news. Yes, we do. We're, we're big. <laughs> in Sweden, mostly. in Sweden, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so a lot of uh, we we've had companies reach out to us to sponsor this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, all of you awesome listeners, you like you you listen to this podcast, you share this podcast, you end up uh, you you buy stuff from the store. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. We take that money, by the way, and we just put it back into this podcast. So like that's how we were able to get to Sedona, for yes. example. Yeah. Um, that's, we, we don't pocket any of this stuff. It's just going back into the show because we want to make this better for you, all of you guys. So, um, we have turned down sponsorship before though, because we don't want to read about a mattress to all of you and that you can like use a coupon code and get a mattress for 30 days or a guaranteed whatever else, or about like getting meals that are partially prepared with instruction list delivered to your door. Oddly specific. Well, if you've listened to podcasts, you know what I mean? Like they, there's the, there are these companies like audible.com and, or like, I mean, any of them bark box. I've even heard for the pups, you know, uh, yeah. plenty of different things. Although that one might be cool. Bark box uh, is yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> but we aren't going to read those sponsors for you guys. We aren't no. going to read about some type of health IQ thing. We're not doing that. And we've even had bike companies that have asked to sponsor it, but we don't feel like it's a good match. Yeah. However, uh, we do think we found a good match. Yes. So 
moving forward from this episode for, uh, until further notice, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, this is the mountain bike podcast presented by worldwide cyclery. It is. It's pretty exciting stuff. It very much is. So for worldwide cyclery, for those that don't know, they are an online retailer of bikes, bike parts. Yes. Uh, they can build bikes for you. They're based out of Southern California. They're Southern California and Lancaster, Pennsylvania. There we are. Yeah. Um, they are not just a normal online retailer though. And this is why we kind of wanted to pair with them. This is exactly why. Yeah. So if you follow them on Instagram, you'll get a feel for why they're different mm-hmm. instantly. Yes. Uh, if you look at their YouTube channel, you can see that too. And if, even if you go onto their website, you can see how they're different too. They, they carry a whole smattering of parts. So uh, pretty much anything that you'll need, they've probably mm-hmm. got it. Yes. But that said, they also understand stuff to such a level. They're, they're bike geeks, basically. They, they're bike nerds like us. They have an expertise level like us <laughs> yeah. where I can yeah. understand, oh, you can't make this part work with this widget because of this. Mm-hmm. Whereas other retailers online, like Jensen, I'm sorry, yeah. you're not going to get that kind of service there. Yeah, you aren't. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so this, the cool thing that worldwide has going for them is you could ask them, you could say, Hey, I've got an evil calling and this thing just, I feel like I'm struggling to find how to get this shock to work properly. Um, then if you call them up, I guarantee you, they're going to say, Oh yeah, well, we've run a rock shocks, um, a super deluxe on there. Mm-hmm. We've also run a Fox DX two or DPX two on that thing. Mm-hmm. We've also run a coil on that thing. We've run a push shock on that thing. I guarantee you they've run all of those things. They've tested them out. Yeah. They've probably tried putting everything up to a dual crown on that bike. Like yeah. they like, they try it all. Heck, they even chop the seat tube. They have been known to chop the seat tube on a frame before to get the geometry that they wanted to test and play around with. Yeah. So they are very much, they understand everything that you guys, in terms of like questions that you would have, if you call them up, they will be able to guide you in the right spot. And exactly. chances are they have the parts. Yeah. Um, they ship fast. It's awesome stuff. So anyways, their affinity for not only just like, you know, they don't just sell bike parts, but they love bikes just yeah. like us. We figured that this is a good opportunity to kind of loop them in with all of you guys, the listeners here. So then we can have a spot where you guys can go for getting your bike parts. Mm-hmm. And then you can also go to get more knowledge as you do from this podcast. Yep. And then we're going to work together with them to deliver some really cool content that will be even more educational for you guys mm-hmm. on different bike parts, different everything else. So, uh, I think it's going to be a good partnership. Absolutely. Um, you'll be able to go to mtbpodcast.com and you'll be able to click on a banner that has a worldwide cyclery banner. And then you'll be able to make your purchases through that way. And we get a cut of that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It'll help us get to more events. Absolutely. Um, but anyways, we're excited about that. And our, we aren't going to be doing traditional sponsor reads for you guys. No. They weren't into that either. Thank goodness. Yes. Uh, they said that was a terrible idea. Yep. They, and we agreed wholeheartedly. We agreed. <laughs> yes. So we're not going to be doing that. Instead, we are going to just be using Worldwide Cyclery regularly. We're going to use them a lot. Yes, a lot. And I hope that you guys will too. And uh, I think that we can build something pretty cool out of this. So. Absolutely. And it gives us some more bandwidth to do some cool things with the podcast. Totally. That's awesome. Maybe we'll grow bigger. <laughs> yes. Because yes. we've already gotten bigger. Hopefully we'll learn words too. You Maybe know? we'll yeah. be bigger in other countries <laughs> than Sweden. <laughs> Good point. Uh, with that, Stephen, should we carry on into the news? We can. All right. News team, assemble! First bit of news. Uh, well, first of all, I'm actually going to do this out of order from what we have on our docs, Stephen. Uh, I don't know how to even function right now. Okay. What are we doing? I've broken us. It's okay. Uh, 
the world World Cup cross country is going on right now in south uh, the south of Africa. Yes, exactly the south of Africa. Yeah, Republic of South Africa. So um, it's in Stellenbosch, South Africa, which is kind of like a a, a, a winery region, some so somewhat down there. It's the African Riviera. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, so this one, they're in a crazy drought. The course they're on is crazy gnarly for cross country. It really is. <laughs> I saw it and I'm like, this? gosh, that kind of looks like a dry TDS. Like, yeah. What is going on here? It's pretty burly, man. So yeah. it's a really gnarly course. It's the first time they've been to this venue. And if you are not an XC person, please tune in this weekend. This is going to be a super entertaining race. Uh, this, by the way, if anybody heard that weird noise, those blinds. It's our obnoxious neighbor, Alex. Yes, it is. Gosh, yes, Alex. Uh, <laughs> but uh, back to the World Cup. Yes. This thing, this is going to be super interesting. Here's why. Okay. Course, gnarly. Mm-hmm. So much so that there have been riders there that did not have a dropper post and they are throwing them on or fr- frantically trying to find them. Yes. Because it's too gnarly otherwise. It really is. Uh, number two, they are in an insane drought. In two months, they're talking about turning off all running water in in that in that region, which is crazy. So the dirt is just blown apart. Mm-hmm. It's gonna like it's gonna be a dust bowl. It's gonna be really technically difficult for these guys. Yeah. Um, number three, the other reason is because it's the first round of the year. We have no clue what to expect. I mean, everyone's expecting Nino Scherzer to win. However. However, Matthew Vanderpool is going to race the whole entire cross-country series. You're probably wondering what the heck does that mean. He was two years ago, he was the, I believe, the cyclocross world champ. Mm-hmm. He won the World Cup this year in cyclocross and the previous year, I believe, but he did not win world championships the past two years. He got darn close. The guy's been... Per- but he did an abbreviated schedule in XC. Yes. Last year, he just did a few races, and he was yeah. the only... Well, Yaroslav got close, too, but he was the only one to really challenge, I would say, Nino last year. Yeah. And he's going to do a whole schedule this year. Yeah. And I think he's on a canyon now, which is probably better than the bike he was on. Okay. Uh, I think he was on something like his Stevens, and I'm not sure how... I don't know. Maybe that's They're still bike. around? I know. So, I'm just kidding. Sorry, yeah, Stevens. You know. We know you're listening. Um. Yeah, of course. Uh. But... Anyways, it's going to be super interesting. Yeah. And that's on the men's side. Mm-hmm. Then you have the women's side. It's going to be... Uh, so Jenny Rizvedz is not there, as we mentioned before. She's yeah. taking some time to to recover yeah. and to, to get back on, 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 a good, on a good plane, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we have a total... Uh, like, who knows what's going to happen? Yolanda Neff is going to be fast, but Yana Bellamoyna last year was dominating the whole way through. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. We have Catherine Pendrel mm-hmm. still there. Um, and she's, she's so savvy with her pacing. She's able to pick off so many riders. Exactly. It's going to be interesting. Man. It will be. Pauline Ferran Prevot was riding much better this year, um, coming into things. Although I think Yolanda Neff might miss the first round or so. I think, I think she's she has not, a broken, she has a yeah, broken she's collarbone. Not, she's not down there. Yeah. I don't Not think that I know there. this or anything. She is kind of like my, my crush in XC. Okay. I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. But she's, I don't think she's there. Yeah. I don't yeah. think she is either. Cause she broke her collarbone actually mm-hmm. hitting Pauline Fran Prevost. Well, yeah. not intentionally, but they came together in a cross race and yeah. she slammed hard. Um, but anyways, it's going to be super interesting to see, mm-hmm. uh, tune in. It's on Red Bull TV. It's going to be this Saturday. That's March 10th. And then you can watch it after the fact too. Absolutely. Uh, but yes, please check that out. And you should root for friends of the podcast. In that one, uh, we have Keegan Swenson. Yes. So uh, Keegan Swenson is going to be racing, and he's on the stands, no pivot or stands, no tubes pivot team. Yeah. And they're going to be there. He's there with Chloe Woodruff, and they're both going to be yep. absolutely slaying it. So, by the way, Keegan on on Strava 
all he, he was nine seconds off of Nino's fastest lap time. He's third on that KOM. Oh, dang. But on the descent, he's faster than Nino. Hmm. Check that out. Interesting. We'll see what happens on race day. We will. <laughs> um, so, Eat your birch benders, Keegan. Yes, indeed. Do that. Uh, Eagle E-Tap. That happened there. We talked about it before. Yeah. But it's very much out in the open there. It is. Nino's running it. Yep. Derailleur looks very robust. It does. Um, maybe to overcome a clutch. I don't know. I also think that there's uh, definitely um, some non-finished machining on that. But it kind of yes. looks like it, right? It looks a little prototypey. Yeah. And then the shifter is not what you see, like that 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 one that just looked like a collar. Um, the shifter actually looks a whole lot more like almost like a Shimano shifter, like a like an XTR Di2 shifter. Yeah. Um, anyways, it'll be interesting to see. I've heard that they're going to have the rapid fire functionality being able to shift with your index. Finger, Which would I be know. great. I That's the one thing I miss about Shimano shifting. Yeah. So, yeah. So the free bird is free. It is. Well, the bird is free. The bird is free. Now it is the free bird. Yes. <laughs> um, next bit of news. Intense released an XC bike. What? Yeah. Whoa. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so it's called the Sniper. It has a very interesting paint job. It's very, uh, it's almost like when GM and Ford take their next model <laughs> vehicles out and they drape them with the, uh, like the digital camo. That's yeah, what it looks that's like. Yeah, that's kind of like what or they're going for. friend of the podcast, uh, Sam Marson, his mm. Lamborghini, just, yes. he just had it wrapped and it looks very similar to this. Nature's Bakery. Yeah, Nature's uh, Bakery, owners. the fig bar company. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they support bikes. You should support them. They do. Um, uh, yeah, so it comes in two setups, the 100-millimeter Sniper XC and a more aggressively specced 120-mil travel Sniper tra or sniper Trail. So that means that you're going to have two different bikes to choose from. It's got a very long front center on the thing, so in other words, the reach on it is pretty darn long. Um, people are, are kind of losing their mind on this thing, on pink bike. They're like, whoa, it's so crazy, long reach. Not uh, really, but okay. It, but the thing is, the reach <clears throat> isn't that long for modern XC bikes. No. It's actually right in line. It's right where you it should be. Have. Yeah. So it's just the XC bikes weren't, weren't that way before. Mm -hmm. For anybody that's saying like, finally XC bikes are there, yo. They've been there. Yeti ASR has been there for a long time. Scalpel's been there for two years. Epic has now been there for nearly a year. Yes. Uh, you've got plenty of different options. Yeah. So the the new Scott Spark, all of them. Yeah. So this is a cool bike to see. I don't want to make it make it seem like I'm poo-pooing it, but it isn't revolutionary. No, it's not. I'm getting at. No. But it is so good to see these brands coming out with XC bikes like this. Yeah. Because you'd be amazed what you can do with a bike like this. Yeah. These are these are more backcountry capable XC bikes, like your yes. Epic Rides, your, yes. you know, um, I don't want to say single track six, but your long stage for race sure. XC races. If you could find a way to- Breck make... Epic would love this. Oh yeah, for sure. And <clears throat> single track six is heaven. That's the, that's the that's type true. of bike to have. Yeah, really. no, that's absolutely true. Um, yeah, it's perfect. You might want to go with something a little gnarlier if you are lower on the skill level, if you're going to do something really burly like that. But even then, man- uh, this bike would be perfect for it. So it's really good to see, uh, more brands doing this. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's awesome. So good job. Intense. Good to see. And I like seeing that the, the XC version is about a 21 pound bike. So Pretty it's not light, a heavy man. bike. It's a light bike. Makes That's you good. wonder if it's going to be a little bit of flexi, but we'll see. We'll see a single pivot. I don't think so. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Back end will be stiff. Uh, next one. Uh, last bit of news actually. Last bit. Yes. So we've talked a lot about the TDS Enduro over in Grass Valley. Yeah. It's I've a... <laughs> raced it three times. I've been a shuttle driver. It's like, that's, I love this jam. That's Gotta great. be one of the most unique events. Totally. There, I don't think Flat there out. is anything like it. I like, I gotta admit, I had built it up to be something that it wasn't. 
not in the sense that I built it up to be something great and it wasn't. I just built it up to be a bike race mm-hmm. and like feel like a bike race. And it did not. No. <laughs> it just felt like I was having an awesome time in the woods, in the foothills of California. And there was, there was awesome bike riding going on. Yep. And there were awesome vibes all around. People were happy, the racers included. Yes. They were having fun. The tra- the terrain was awesome. Mm-hmm. The stages were pretty short, relatively speaking. So Two to five minutes, yeah. So you got to see like a lot of different, and I, I, or I shouldn't say it's short. They're compact. They're yes. like all contained within the same It's region. contained within a 255-acre parcel of land. Yeah. So and like, there's 12 to 14 stages. So spectating is great. It's e- and it's easy. You yeah. just want to make sure you bring <clears throat> pants and very long socks. Yeah, poison oak. Poison oak. Uh, but anyways, yes, yeah, sorry. Anyway, it blew my mind a bit mm-hmm. last year. I thought it was awesome. Yes. And the Sanchez family are very kind to open up their ranch for something like this, yes. which is very cool. Absolutely. Um, but they're doing a thing. You should you should say what they're doing. Um, so what they're doing, WTB got together with them, and they are basically giving away three entries. So you yeah. put in a 15 to 30 second uh, video out. You can go on Pink Bike and get all of the uh, the information. Uh, but basically, they're doing. Mark Weir is going to review all the video entries, and he's going to pick the three that get to get in. He's a good dude. Yeah, I so, really am a fan of him. So yeah, if you've if you've got the time and you can do this race next month. It's uh, the 15th, 16th or 14th, 15th of April. So it's uh, it's 13th through the 15th of April. Uh, go get on it. Get a video done. Let's go race it. I'll be there. Awesome. Good times. Uh, Steven, I guess with that, the news is wrapped up. It is. And we're going to skip questions this week. Yes. Uh, since we talked about some other things beforehand. We're going to go straight into the business. One does not have time for questions today. It's business time. So you remember last year, we talked about like how to plan an ideal year, right? Yes. So I think that that's something that, that should constantly be changing. We gave some principles for that. And you can look back at, at the, through the archives and you can see how we, we we talked about how to plan out your training and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do now is talk about dream events. So after we went to Sedona, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I really want to just do a lot of bike trips like this. This would be fantastic. Reality slaps me in the face and tells me that's not possible. Yeah, but you've I got can a wife dream. And a kid and a job. But I can dream. Yes. <laughs> so what we're going to do now is put together like an ideal list of events for us. Mm-hmm. Because I actually, a lot of people do ask like, what event should we do? What event should I race? What uh, What's a really cool place where I should go ride my bike or really cool event? So we're going to talk about events. And, and in most cases, I think across the board, it's almost everything is a race that we're going to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least you'll have the opportunity to race. Yes. You could just go ride too. But yeah. we're going to talk about those. So what we're going to do, we gave ourselves constraints here. And mm-hmm. we did, we built these, these lists separately and now we're just seeing them for the first time. Yes. So, well, uh, I'm seeing yours for the first time and you're seeing mine. Indeed. I saw mine already. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. Yeah. And same here. Yes. Uh, Good. we're go- we picked six races within the United States of America. Mm-hmm. That's our home country. Yes. If you couldn't tell from our accents. Our lovely American accents. Yes. And then we picked two international races. Mm-hmm. A lot of these races are are very achievable, very doable. Some of them perhaps are on the little more bucket list side, like 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 moonshot side. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about these events and why we would pick them. So hopefully it can give you guys some ideas. And then if you have questions about any of these, these events, you can just let us know. Or if you have events that you feel like we should have had on this list, you can let us know as well. You can just go to mpbpodcast.com and use the form there and let us know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steven, do you want to start off with yours first? 
Sure. Okay. I can do that. What's your first, uh, first, and we're going to cover national first, international TN. And I, I, I sort of did this in a, in a chronological order uh-huh. because I was trying to make sure that these events could, co- like I could do all of these events and work them in together into one season. Yeah, you did way more work than I did on that one. I know. But, <laughs> and actually, you know what? I probably changed them up. They're probably out of order now Okay. Well, from when I originally did it, but that's okay. All right. What's um, the first one? First one was the TDS Enduro. Oh, well, that makes sense. That's one very local to us. Yep. Um, but two, I really feel that if you have the opportunity even to go to this as a spectator. Yeah, for sure. You, you have to do it. If you are near enough to drive to this event, go do it. It's tons of fun, man. It's amazing. We just talked about it a bit, but I want to share some other details about it. Yes. I want to know you've only been once. I'm, I don't want to say I'm a veteran there because there's people that have been doing it longer than me, but I still, okay, fine. That's fine. There's people that are more veteran than me, but higher rank. You're probably more of a veteran than 90% of people more than that. Listen to this podcast. Okay. 99 point whatever. Okay. So I, I really, so you, you go onto their farm, like it's, or their ranch, like it's, it's like a, it's like a person's land, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, it is, it's the side of a mountain. Yes. So you're not like, it's, you don't, you kind of feel at home almost, I guess you'd say. Yeah. You don't feel like it's just like a random event happening somewhere else. Like it kind at of like has a park. like a, yeah, it has like a sense of community there, I mm-hmm. guess a little bit more. Um, that was really cool. Uh, something that at first I was kind of thrown off by, but later on really liked was the line of sight is pretty limited. Mm-hmm. You don't have big views. No. So it makes you kind of work your way all, like kind of along the sinuous stages and you get into these spots where you can get these really cool like spots where you can heckle folks or do anything else. Yeah. And that's the other thing. The heckling is uh, – I, I can't think of a single race that does better. There is not, there is not a race that does better at heckling. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fun. I mean the, I think the silent heckle really – Silent cheer. It originated there. Mason Bond, you're yes. – Yeah. You're a good sport. <laughs> Everyone acts like they're cheering. So they're moving, they're moving their mouth like they're cheering, they're fist pumping. People are like shaking cowbells, they're but muting them. Yeah. Um, and everyone's doing something, but it's totally silent. Yes. And it's kind of funny because it throws the riders off because they see that something's going and they're like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> Am I deaf? <laughs> like, what's, I can't hear anything. Yeah, what's happening? Yeah. It's kind of like, in one respect, it's like the best. Now I know a lot of people have allergies to soccer. It's mm-hmm. a you know Claritin as, as Claritin, one should, and Claritin doesn't fix that. No, but uh, it's like the best parts of soccer meets enduro. And what I mean by that is the soccer hooligans. Yes, the yes. crazy fans. Yes. They're all united in the same thing and going nuts the whole time. Yeah, uh, it's super fun. Man. And you've got if anybody knows Mark Weir. He's the ringleader yes. that's just randomly. Yeah. Uh, Endura legend. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. He's the king of Downeyville. Yeah. And and what he, he kind of just randomly like intermixes with yeah. the certain people, just like kind of silently throwing gasoline inspi- on fires. Exactly. Yeah, inspires chaos. Oh, so, yeah. Absolutely. Tons of fun, though. Uh, and it is a race that people should do. And you and even if you're not invited to go race that race, you can go spectate. Anybody is allowed to go spectate. Yep. So it's April 14th and 15th this year in Grass Valley, California. Um, go to their website, find out all the information and do go. Yep. It's a two day enduro. Awesome stuff, man. Yeah. Super technical. Yep. Really gnarly descents. The best of the best even get hurt there. Yeah. So it's every time. Yeah. So, uh, my first one is, uh, an XC race, big shock. Hmm. Okay. Um, but it's, and it's a pro XCT race, which is becoming less and less popular. These XC things, but I pick the Missoula pro XCT. Pork race, sir. Uh, pork? Huh? Yeah, that. <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, so uh, the reason I picked that one is 
It's in Missoula, like in town. Okay. Cool vibes there. Okay. It's a steep climb up and a steep descent down. It has about a six foot drop in it. That's an optional A line that you can hit, mm-hmm. which I like that. It happens at like 9 p.m. Wow. But because it happens in, I think, June or July, and you're that far up into Montana. You're kind of like in twilight. It's in twilight, like the whole race. An extended twilight. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Pretty awesome. Do you, ride, do you ride with lights? Nope. You don't need lights. So you don't need lights. Okay. So um, bright enough. But it's just like, it seems like it has a totally unique vibe. And I see a lot of riders complaining like, oh, it's so late. I hate racing this late. Man, shut up. You got Take a, a nap. Bike. Yeah, you got a bike race yeah. to do. Here's your baba. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you got a bike race to do, and it's in a cool place inside a co- inside a town that's like got you know passionate mountain bikers and everything else. And meese everywhere. Yeah, I think that's, that's a cool plural. race. Um, I, I genuinely can't recommend a whole lot of you know XC traditional XC races. Yeah. Um, that one, and then like there's you know there's one in in, in uh, this, I'm cheating a bit, but the Midway Pro XCT is the other one that I would recommend. But I do mm-hmm. not recommend Fontana or Benelli or anything else like that. So because those are terrible locations. To yeah, ride a bike. I really do agree with that. Yeah. So, but yeah, Missoula Pro XCT. That's hmm. my first one. Okay, and I was actually like, hmm, wonder why. Yeah, now I know. Kind of cool vibe. Very unique. Yeah. Your second. One. I can race it now. Ooh, you can. Because I have things. You do. Yeah, XC um, things. Okay, uh, Grand Junction off road. Yep. Because Colorado. That's on my list too. Yeah. Let's just talk about it together. Let's just, yeah. Okay. So Grand Junction Off-Road, uh, so it's part of the Epic Rides series. Mm-hmm. And Epic Rides is, so the thing about Epic Rides is it's a bit of a, people call it XC, but it's not. And, yeah. and in fact, Todd Sadow calls it backcountry riding. Which is. And yeah. I like this. I like this. It's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. So th- the whole theory behind these events, it's, it's rad. And when you go there, the energy is awesome. There's a ton of riders. There's Enduro Bros riding bikes. Mm-hmm. There are brand new riders riding bikes, and everyone is stoked and having a good time. Kids on Striders and guys on Penny Farthings. And yes. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, every. So it's a whole weekend. Yes. And, and that's like the festival. cool thing about this. You don't just show up and you race in the morning and then you drive home. Like, and that might be fun and all, but this is a whole fet, like a takeover of a downtown area yeah. for a whole weekend. Yes. It's a ton of fun. They always get like the city officials involved. They get restaurants, breweries, all that stuff. Everyone is involved. And they get like, they take over this town on Friday night before the, the weekend of racing. They have a fat tire crit with the pros, a women's fat tire crit, and then a men's one. They have to ride the same bikes. Yeah. that they ride later on in the mountain bike race. Mm-hmm. The only thing they can change is the tires. So they can change the tires down and they can, I think it's like you can run 2.0s or something like that. Or two, yeah, I think 2.0s and they can be slicks, but yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all you can change, mm-hmm. right? So you have guys riding with like 760s and or maybe even up to 800 millimeter wide bars doing a criterium and they're way gnarlier than a normal criterium because yeah. they've got like 18 turns in a lap, at least the one in Carson City. Does. Yeah. Um, but they're super cool races. <clears throat> And really fun with the fans. Last year, they had Greta Van Fleet playing live music right there at mm-hmm. the event, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, anyways, that that's like the Grand Junction off, or that's like the Epic Rides vibe. Mm-hmm. Then on Saturday, all the amateurs race. They usually have like two or three variants. So they'll have like a shorter one that'll be like, you know, like for, you know, 15 miles-ish, somewhere around yeah. there. Then they might have somewhere around a 35-mile-ish race. Yeah. And then they might have somewhere around a 50-mile race. Yeah. And that's like the premier one that amateurs can do. Yeah. And then on Sunday, pros do the 50-mile race yeah. as well. So it, they're, they're much more than just a race. Yeah. It's like a whole weekend. Yeah. And even if you don't race, you're like not a racer person, you can show up to these things, you strap on a number, 
and you just have an awesome time. They have exactly. rad aid stations. It's really well supported. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. Why'd you pick Grand Junction though? Because I have my reasons on that one. Because it just, I've never, one, I've never been to Grand Junction, uh -huh. but looking at the pictures and looking at the route and just in general, I saw this and I'm like, I want to go do this. It seems like it would favor your your technical ability. And that's the big part is that it was the technical riding part of it. Yeah. So it's <clears throat> traditional Southwest style riding. Mm -hmm. It's got ledgy, rocky stuff, um, intermixed with really flowy stuff. That's where I break bikes. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> like, but I, it looks so much fun to me. And I, I yeah. put that one down too. Yeah. Um, it looks like that, that terrain is, is a, is a challenge. And mm -hmm. I think that that would be a, t a really fun one. And Grand Junction itself, I think Grand, Grand Junction is underappreciated. Yeah. Like it's, it's like the ugly stepsister to Moab a lot of the time in people's opinions. Yeah. But I kind of think Moab's overhyped my personal opinion. I know I, people I hate me for that. I absolutely agree with you. Yep. I feel like it's overhyped. Um, I feel like it's really expensive. Mm -hmm. Grand Junction is cheaper. You get a ton of trail that you can pick from. You get uh, just a unique feel. And I think that it's totally worth the shot. Absolutely. Also, if you live out West, you can take the train, um, you can take Amtrak and it goes directly to Grand Junction. Yeah. You can take the Amtrak all the way from, I mean, Southern California to San Francisco and then over. You can go from San Francisco, Sacramento, Seattle, all that. Washington, yeah. Seattle up there all the way down yeah. and over. Yeah. And, and we can do it from travel. Reno. It's and literally roll your bike on, hang it. Pretty cool. Walk in, be drunk for two days. <laughs> sure. Drunk off Mormon cocktails. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Thank the you. The sparkling yeah. water, lime and, and cranberry, cranberry juice. juice or yeah. pomegranate juice. Actually. Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah, pomegranate. pomegranate. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Palm. Palm. Yeah. Palm specifically. Um, so yeah, that awesome. We both picked that one. Yeah. Uh, should we keep it going with the Epic Rides thing? <laughs> yeah. Cause we both picked the next one too. I just noticed this. Carson City Off-Road. It's yes. in our backyard, but this is why I'm selecting this one. And I actually have some information to share with you right now on this. Yes. So, uh, uh, so this one, it, Carson City, Nevada, is at the foot of the mountains that contain Lake Tahoe. So if something bad were to happen. Like a big earthquake, or if you kicked the mountain really hard and it cracked. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's possible. Carson would just be a, gone. gone, right? <clears throat> yeah. Tahoe's above it, basically. Yes. So you, have, you start in this old Western-style town, mm -hmm. Carson, and you climb up the Sierra. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you are overlooking Lake Tahoe, which Lake Tahoe is one of the most beautiful places in the world. Mm -hmm. And this course brings you above a lake, above Lake Tahoe. Yes, Mark. It's like Lake Inception going on. Yeah. It's amazing. So you climb up above that, and then you're you're riding the Tahoe Rim Trail, one of the most famous trails in the area. You're riding on a – and actually, I'm going to give some details, vague details. Yes. The course has been updated. Yes. So the first year it went from Carson city and it did a long climb. Like Up Kings Canyon. Road. Yeah. Long climb. No single track for a while. It has a rocky, loose, it's stupid climb. Hard climb. Yeah. Um, they're going to do part of that climb still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they're going to do the good part. I would say the upper half. Uh huh. Um, so you're still going to get a bit of that. I'm going to keep the rest of the details vague. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you're going to get way more Tahoe views. Yes, you are you're going to be able to ride on a historic trail that everybody wants to ride in Tahoe. Yeah. Everybody it's always wants beautiful, that. boring trail ever. Yep. Yep. You are also going to get on single track very, very soon this mm -hmm. year in the race. Yes, you are. When I say very soon, I'm saying relatively soon. You're still going to have time to sort yourself out on the pace because you start in downtown. Yes. But you're going to get on single track way sooner. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you're going to come down when you come back down from Tahoe and you're working your way back down to Carson, you're going to go on a really fun little trail 
that uh, that we that we love in this region, and then you're going to ride a trail. And I'm going to go ahead and give out the details on this one. You're going to ride a trail called Return to Sender, mm-hmm. and I have the KOM on that trail. Hmm. And if anybody listening to this takes that KOM, I'm going to have to get an e-bike or something because you will have gone very fast. Just get a like KTM 65 or something. <laughs> Strava terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need something, man, because yeah. I think I was geared out in Eagle gearing with a 34. So yeah. Um, but anyways, why do you have such a little gear on? Oh, 34 off. I'm kidding. Stop you. <laughs> uh, but anyways, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be awesome this year. So last year we had a ton of snow and they ended up doing an abbreviated loop, which actually was a ton of fun mm-hmm. and it was a ton of single track yeah. this year. I think you're going to have more single track even possibly, Yeah. but you're going to have more lake views. Yeah. And it's going to be more of like an adventure backcountry, big gnarly loop. Yes. So like it's the best of all worlds. So this year specifically might be the best. Well, actually it will be the best one ever. We don't have a lot of snow. It's no. not going to stop that right now. Um, up in that region, they might have like two, like three feet of snow. Right now at yeah. the high, at the highest points. At the yeah. highest points. It's not yeah. a lot of snow. So uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, they're going to have the course running good for us. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. And guess what? What's that? I'm racing it. Heck yes, you are. Yeah, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I am as well. Um, honorable mention, and we'll have more information on this at some point, but Epic Rides has another event coming up this year, a new event coming up. And it's already on their website. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. But it's new. It I hasn't just, been raced before. I was just, you were being oddly vague. So I was like, mm, wait, I no, think no. we can say it. Oz Trails. Yes. And uh, we'll have more information on that soon. Yes. Uh, but anyways, it's going it, to, cause we're going to be doing something with that event. It's going to be pretty cool stuff. Yes. So stay tuned with that. Anyways, Epic rides. That's the, t- it's, it's backcountry riding, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you're allergic to the, to the Lycra XC stuff, this is your jam. If you're an enduro rider that just likes a big day on the bike, this is your jam. Mm-hmm. If you're the type of rider that doesn't necessarily want to race, but you just like hanging out with good folks that also like bikes, then this is your jelly. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Also jam. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they're two very different things, sir. <laughs> next one for you, Steven. Uh, next one for me actually is the lost and found gravel grinder. Ah, you only, haven't done this yet. Only the 65 though, but yes, okay. I haven't done it. Yet. <laughs> and, yeah. and my reason for the 65 is that I don't want to survive it. I actually want to be fast at it. Okay. So this is a local gravel grinder. Once it, we're picking some local events and I know a lot of you are saying like, what about my race over here in Ireland or something else? We'll get to these ones in a bit, but yes, we will. Uh, the fact is we have a lot of really good events in this region right now. We do. So there's like, you know, there's like the Downeyville classic. Which say, and I don't that's think the funny thing. Neither of us put that on our we list. We didn't. Mostly because I've done the all mountain twice now. And because I've never ridden Downeyville. And you've never ridden Downeyville. So you're not even allowed to talk about it. Yeah. So let's <laughs> yeah. move on. Um, but <laughs> still mad at Lost you. and Found is put on by the Sierra Buttes Trail Stewardship. It's in that same region. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool spot of the Sierra Nevada that doesn't get explored very much. They call it the Lost Sierra. The Lost Sierra for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did this one last year. Mm-hmm. You did the hundred. Yep. And <laughs> it was a hard day. <laughs> so that's why I'm doing the 65. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> good call. Yeah. Um, it's the type of thing that if you're a mountain biker, this one could totally work. It's a good intro to gravel grinders for mountain yeah. bikes. And this year, this year, the new course is actually going to be even more better. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my, my next one is, mm-hmm. can we, can we go into that one? Yeah. Moab rocks. Okay. It's a stage race that's, and we've talked about this before. It's enduro-y, XCE-ish kind of, but actually I'd say it's more like trail enduro-y. It's not like downhill enduro-y, more trail enduro-y, mm-hmm. but it's definitely an enduro. 
I feel like I just walked around a lot of different descriptions. You said a lot of things that it wasn't, and then... But it's definitely an enduro. Okay. So it's put on by the same folks that do single track six, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Really, the incredible, incredible event organization. Yes. Like, I was blown away. Like, I would finish the race at single track six last year, and I would be questioning my life decisions uh, because I would be so tired after those races. Let me take your bike for you. Yeah. And then, oh, and here's a shuttle. Oh, and guess what? We also have cheesies over here, Canadian cheesies and Timbits and all these things. Mm, Timbits. So like, but it was just like, they would pick you up. They would take you place. It was just so organized. Like always started on time. They played highway to hell before every single race start at single track six, which is funny. But they just put on awesome events. Um, they're solid, really good organization. Totally. Those folks. So, um, but Moab Rocks is, it's something, you know, we talked about Moab being a little perhaps overrated in our opinion. For riding. Yeah. And I think that if you were to go there and to have like a race, that mm-hmm. would change. Totally. Because where I feel Moab certainly kind of becomes like, if you go there with a long time, and I know a lot of people say like, you can just ride Moab forever, but I do feel like it gets a little stale. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, like it, it's, it's kind of like the same. It's okay. really similar, but if you had a race on that stuff, that would be fun. Yeah. Cause when you ride anything All on the it. ragged edge, it usually ends up getting more interesting. Yeah. So, and, and the terrain looks awesome. It happens at a good time of year in the spring. So then you can go down there and escape the cold. It's a really cool event. Yeah. And if anybody's interested in racing it, don't you have a coupon code so they can just email us or send in, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. The thing. contact thing, a pigeon, carrier a pigeon. pigeon, carrier pigeon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. You can, uh, send that, th- send that to us. If you're interested in Moab rocks, let us know and we can get you hooked up as a mountain bike podcast listener. That'd be awesome. Code. Uh, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Um, man, I guess, uh, what else? Uh, I guess for me, Breck Epic is yeah. the national one, mm-hmm. uh, last national one. After this, we'll get an international, just two of them. But for Breck Epic, a lot of people know about this race. It's been a personal one that I've wanted to do for a long time. Super high elevation. Okay. It's like, geez, I think it's all the way up to like, uh, I think the base is around 8,000 crosses 12,000 regularly in the race. So it's a high elevation race mm-hmm. and it's, it's definitely not like an easy race for no. folks. Like it's, it's pretty tough, but it's one that I've wanted to do because I've wanted to go to Breckenridge. First of all, yeah. I've never been there. Uh, it's a big challenge. You can do six days or you can do three days and you pick whether you want to do the first three, the second three. Mm-hmm. Um, there are plenty of people that aren't like full on, like, you know, weight weenie liker guys. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of folks that are like, you know, wearing baggies and just, you know, making it through every day. Yeah. Uh, but the home base stays the same. Which is really unique. It's kind of unique for for a lot of stage races. Yeah. Uh, You usually travel, which has its own appeal. But, you know, if you are the type of person that everything has to be in its place and Mm -hmm. I can't change is bad, then this is really going to appeal to you. This is Jonathan Lee. Yeah, 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 kind (laughs) of. Yeah. But, or if you just also like the fact that you can, you know, it's it's just nice to be able to stay in one spot and there's a, you know, beautiful place there in Breckenridge. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I've always wanted to to do Breck Epic, hoping for next year. Nice. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Next one? Uh, the Big Mountain Enduro in Aspen. Yes. The BME. Yes. As they're known. That one's fast. Fast and big. And oh, mm-hmm. it's just everything about, you know, this last spring I went on a big long road trip and I got to ride a little bit in Aspen, but I was only three months post up on the knee. In fact, that was actually some of my first riding, you know, real mountain biking. And um, so I didn't really get to do a whole lot, but I got to explore a little bit. And the area just looks beautiful and the, everything we've seen, I just, I want to go do that race. Yeah. And I, you know, and, and Hey, that's, you know, where the, whatever the, the women instinctively flock, you know, like the salmon (laughs) Capistrano. Salmon Capistrano. Yes, exactly. I think that's about right. Yeah. And the beer does flow like wine there. I can attest to that. (laughs) Good times. Yeah. Yeah. That one would be sweet to go to. Um, I guess, uh, which other, and then I guess you have one more. Kamikaze games. 
Yep. The that's the uh, it, Mammoth is amazing. I mean, how can we not want to go to Mammoth? Places, are, yeah, it's all the like time. Not enough people go there. No, it, and it is out of the way. I get it. It's it hard is. to get. It's out to. of the way for everybody. Yep. Um, it's it's hard to get to, but Mammoth Mountain, California, is one of the coolest places you can go. It's mm-hmm. the, it's a it's a resort town that's that you have the whole town to yourself in the summer. Yeah, which is really cool. Great little restaurants. Uh, there's a cookie shop. I can't remember the name of it, but if you go there, it's called Snickerdoodles. Uh, is actually it really? I'm lying. I'm totally oh, okay. messing with you because it might be. Um, that sounds almost right. But there's there's a delicious cookie shop. Ooh, they have a um, for dog people. I know this is silly. This has nothing to do with the race, mm-hmm. but they actually have a dog bakery there and mm-hmm. you can go and get custom made treats for your dogs. Nice. Which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a really cool town. Yeah. There's trail everywhere. There are a lot of bored snowboard bros all winter and they have nothing to do. So they just build incredible trail all over the place. Yeah. There's tons of trails. So much fun. Lots of trails. Uh, the, the dirt is like kitty litter, mm-hmm. but I actually like it. Yeah. It's tons of fun. Like you just get drifty. Yeah. And and once you get used to that, you're like, okay, well, this is, this is the norm. Mm-hmm. As long as you have good, you know, good traction-y tires, <laughs> traction, you might have a little yeah. bit. Super high elevation. Very high. And up uh, over 12,000 at the top? I think 12,087? So. I think somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. And then the, you drop down to around eight at the lowest lodge. Yeah. I mean, you, and you can do four miles. You can literally do 4,000 feet of descending. Nonstop. Nonstop on gnarly single track. Yeah. And I'm not talking gnarly single track like gnarly backcountry single track. I'm talking black diamonds and double black diamonds and yeah. double black diamond advanced riders only. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly stuff. Is, yeah. And you can find great flowy trails all over the place. Yeah. There's a really good XC race there too. Yeah. If you want to go for that yeah, and, and not enough the, people do it. Yeah. It's the same nationals course that they did. Did you see that they're going to do this year at the Kamikaze Games? They're bringing back the... Um, so they do the they actually do the kamikaze downhill. They race, do, but they're going to do the megakaze or something like oh, that. Is what they're calling it. Me, yeah. What is that? I think it's the whole kamikaze from the very top all the way down to Canyon Lodge. Oh, goodness, yeah, that'll it's, be gnarly. I don't. They haven't released the specs, or I didn't read the specs on it, or what the the course was. But it's something. It's like the mega kami or the kama mega something. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Holy cow. At least for you, they'd probably, you'd probably be excited if they brought the Azakamak back. I don't even know. Gazuntite. What was that? It's the kamikaze spelled backwards because you literally start at the bottom of the kamikaze uh, downhill uh, and you climb up the kamikaze course. Oh, that yeah. sounds rough. I, no, I'm not into that. No? no, no. I'm into an XC course that has some fun stuff. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds really, really not fun. Okay. That sounds rough. And it's settled. Uh, there we are. Jonathan just drew the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I guess at this point we get into the international races that we'd like to do. Yeah. What's your first? Uh, first one would be single track six. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I dream of going back to that race nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like I genuinely dream of it. Okay. Uh, I, can't, I can't. I can't wait to go back to it. Uh, it's really well organized, and it's in one of the most like uh, iconic spots of mountain biking. Starts in, in Nelson BC. CC for the first three. Depends. Days? It rotates every year. That's true. It's kind of a yeah. cool thing about it. So it cha- and I shouldn't say rotates. It moves every year because it moves into different areas. Yeah. This year they're doing like a throwback, um, or I should say like a best of. So okay. To speak. So they have like a bunch of different stages they're doing. It's so well organized. The trail in that region is like amazing. Mm-hmm. It will raise the bar for what you ride else or otherwise. Yeah. It's just so cool. Um, that, yeah. And that one, you know how Breck Epic, you can do first three, second three days yeah. or first three days or second three days or all six mm-hmm. single track six. You can do that, but you can also like pick three days more or less. You and that's like, a new thing this year, right? Yeah. You can pick awesome. whichever three you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So I, um, I may be wrong on the picking part, but I think it's, I think it's good. So, um, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that's, that's where I would say on that one, uh, that's my, my first, my first international, um, and ha- I did it in 2015 and I loved it. And I, I want to go back Crankworks Whistler. I want to go back during Crankworks again. How did I not put that down? And I don't know. I, I don't know, Jonathan. Um, maybe you're just not as good of a human as I thought I you were. I guess no. so. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's, you know, people that I talk to are like, oh, why wouldn't you go off, you know, Crankworks? Because it's so busy. I, I never waited more than 10 minutes in any of the lift lines. And what other time of the year are you going to be able to roll into into Whistler Village and stand in line with Travis Pastrana and then go do laps with him on the A line and pretty awesome as he's getting ready for the well back when they did the A line race yeah, yeah. Um, they're not doing it this year I looked at the schedule they're just doing the Fox um, Air DH they don't really? do an A line race now do they do Garbanzo still yeah Garbanzo still which is the one that I did okay. yeah and I loved it that was that was a fun downhill talk about long in uninterrupted. I, I don't remember what my time was, but you are from the top of the Garbanzo zone and yes. you go down everything. It's back called to hands hurt. That's the duration. <laughs> it's <literally, Yes>. yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Duration, <laughs> duration, dead hands, basically. Yeah. yeah. I did it on a lefty. And I, I did that on a 120 mil fork, <laughs> 100 mil. More man than me. Laps on laps. Yeah. And remember that folks. We just heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cool. And the mountain's so big you would not run into like, you're going to see people all over the place, but that's kind of the joy. Yeah. And the fact is too, during Crankworks week, there are plenty of Jerry's don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but people are pretty courteous. Yeah. And then the cool part is you'll get to see so many good riders too. Yeah. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, there's so many pros that you just get to go ride with. You know, I, I shared a chair with Brian Lopes. Hey, he said nothing <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Like, Hey, so how's it going today? Getting ready for that race, eh? Yeah. Oh, so you even pulled the local card, eh? No. <laughs> no? I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get a rise out of him. Oh, Nothing. Man. Bummer. I couldn't get him to punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody doesn't know what that's about, you can Google it. Uh, there's <laughs> Google an event last year. Um, okay. My, my last one for international, mm-hmm. Andy's Epic. He's a nice guy. <laughs> yes, and his mountains nice are good guy. too. Yes, yes, <clears throat> big mountains, South America. Yeah, Colombia to be to be specific. Mm-hmm. This is a stage race. It's a three day stage race, but then they have three days of just like touring around an amazing country all throughout where you ride your nice. bike too. Um, forgive me for the yawn. Uh, this place, so th- super high elevation. I have an affinity for Colombia. Uh-huh. Like a love. I haven't been there. I, I, I lived in, I served a church mission in Chile for two years mm-hmm. and I, I just fell in love with, with that place. But I got to, to, to spend a lot of time with Colombian people mm-hmm. and I just fell in love with Colombian people. They're just, uh, the, the culture and everything else are just so kind. Do um, Colombian people vacation in Chile? Uh, Chile's, I mean, it's kind of a long ways and it's very expensive. So ah. Yeah. Um, but they're, uh, they're good waves, you know, as we've discussed. So, yes, there we go. Um, but anyways, it, Columbia looks like an amazing place. I've always wanted to go there. I've wanted to race my bike there mm-hmm. and this looks like an awesome opportunity to do it. And turns out, I didn't even know this. I know the event organizer. No. Oh. So this actually might be something that happens. Um, because he might be able to help me out with, in terms of like logistics of how to get there and all that stuff. So usually you'd take an airplane. <laughs> I can help with that. Thanks. Don't take a Actually, boat. I saw on <clears throat> Facebook that they're auctioning off the hog from dumb and dumber. <gasps> yeah. No. Yep. So we could get the hog and we could strap our bikes to our backs and we could just take the hog all the way down to Columbia. Is it the actual hog from dumb and dumber? <laughs> it has the, the raccoon tail and everything off the back of it. Yep. It's the hog. 
how much is it going for? <laughs> I don't know. Probably very expensive. You uh, share your next international event and I'll check okay. the hog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next one is actually a new event from last year. It's um, it's the Enduro 2. Ooh. And it takes place in Switzerland. It's the <sighs> Davos Enduro 2 is the one that I would want to do. I want to, I, I've, well, Switzerland looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. And this is, a, we're going bucket list, so we might as well, you know. Might as well. Let's fly into Zurich. <laughs> you know, let's go count our gold bars. True story. Um, 12,000 meters of descending. Oh my goodness. That's, if we do math. That's over 36,000 feet. Holy cow. In 12 to 15 time stages. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, hey, you'd reverse Everest. I would reverse that. <laughs> you would be and then I could talk about it. <laughs> yes, you could, just like me. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's really cool because it's 150 teams. It's limited. Um, you're a team of two riders, and I think you and I would be a phenomenal combination for that. I agree. You know, I mean, we seem to, you know, kind of work together really well on Indeed. stuff. So, um, no, it's just, it's it's 450 bucks, and then so all of your airfare to get there. I mean, it's Switzerland, so it's going to be expensive, but... Yeah. If we're talking bucket list stuff, why not do something ridiculous like that's this? Like really this just sounds that ex- fun. That's really not that expensive too. I mean, a, a lot of like international stage races are over a thousand bucks. True. Uh, even some domestic ones are a thousand bucks. So yeah, I mean, that's not that expensive. Yeah. I wonder if we could hang out with the miss. Ah, the Swiss miss you're saying. Yes. She, I bet she'd have great hot chocolate. I'm sure she does. Yeah. I bet. Uh, hopefully the marshmallows are better. Marshmallows and the chocolate are better there than the weird tiny little pellet things that come in there. Yeah. <laughs> those, those are, are terrible. Yeah. Um, bad news for you. What? And us and anyone listening to this, the scooter already sold. The hog, it sold for $50,000. <gasps> Dude. I know. What a deal. I know. He's in New York. His name's Todd Lyons. So, Todd, if you're listening to this. What do you mean if he's listening? <laughs> true story. Todd, you should donate it to the MTV podcast. It has the raccoon tail on the back it's, and everything. Uh, yeah. It's, it's the movie. Oh, dang it. Yep. Pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, anywho, so uh, that's our. those are our bucket list events. What events, uh, if you guys agree with those, let us know what events you guys want to hear. Yeah, we want to know from different areas. Let's read them out uh, because ours kind of cover, I would say, like the Mountain West and then international spots. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, it'd be cool. Man, I'm yawning a lot. It is Friday afternoon, and it was a long weekend, or week. It was. We were up building my TT bike last night. Yeah. So nerdy. If you guys don't have any idea what that is, Should I bleep that out? You probably should. Let's move on. Okay, let's get into the tips. You don't care that counting on your tips to live? All right, so I've already talked about these ones. I think even on the last episode, on the on the video episode we talked about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was only up for twenty four hours. True so. story, and I may have mentioned it on a previous one. You Anyways, Usui, they make these hydration packs. We've talked about them before. That's U S W E. But we actually, so I'd used them before. <laughs> you used one for the first time in Moab. No, you, not in Moab. In Sedona. In Sedona. And I got to be honest, I picked up on some skeptical vibes at first. A bit of skeptical vibes. Like, you know, you were like, I got my camelback. I'm like, it's not a camelback. Like, yeah. how dare you? Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, I didn't pick up on any snootiness, just some skeptical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You put it on. Tell me your thoughts. Does anybody want a Skyline 10 LR camelback? <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're so good, right? I was absolutely shocked at how <laughs> great that pack is. And you had the biggest one. I had the big 15 and it felt tiny. It, 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 it didn't move. I even loaded up. I, I like started putting things into your bag. Yeah, I had like your, <laughs> I had your nutrition. I had our pancakes. <laughs> and by the way, who was that at hand that, that wouldn't take our pancake, by the way? 
What's that? Who wouldn't take our pancake at uh, the one up or hand up hand up? Cody. Place? It was a Cody that wouldn't. Cody. Take it? Yeah, he didn't. How take dare it. you, Cody? You missed out on some really good pancakes. <laughs> Thank you, hand up gloves, for being the coolest. Yeah, folks you guys are awesome. The area. By yeah. the way, that was awesome. When yeah, they were there. they're not from that area, but when they were there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So no, I had like shock pump and multi tools, and I, I had my everything jacket. in. Yeah, your jacket and my jacket, and I had everything in there, and it was nothing ever moved. Ever. <laughs> awesome. On, was... And that's the type of terrain where you really don't want to pack. Yeah. Where it's like mentally really tricky, balancey stuff. Yeah. That's when a pack throws you off. Yep. And I, I was watching these dudes with fanny packs and even like the fanny packs that have the shoulder straps, you know, I was watching Oh, the them. suspender sh- fanny yes, packs. Great. Exactly. Yeah. Lederhosen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should call them. <laughs> We're going to call those that. Um, oh God. But uh, I even, I saw people wearing those and they're just, things are sloshing around and moving. Mm-hmm. We never had anything move. Nothing. At all. Not at all. Ever. <laughs> so good. And three liters of water. Yeah. And <sighs> they're good, man. They're really good. They're solid. So anyways, and everyone was asking us, they're like, what are those packs? And like, they wanted to try them out. And we're like, yeah, you should try these out. Yeah. They're amazing. So get me a set of them. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. I'll be an ambassador. Your This one's going to flip things on its head. Yes, Your it tip. is. So uh, in our in our uh, demoing, yep. we got to demo a lot of parts, which, like we said, we're not going to talk about the parts in the yeah. actual reviews of the bike. We may mention them, but that's not the point of it. Yeah, that's not the point of it. But still, we got to try a lot of different products that you and I have never tried. And one of them, the Santa Cruz Reserve Carbon Wheels. Dude. They were on the tall boy that I rode, and I... I don't know how to say this other than those wheels are good yeah. and for the price yeah. with a lifetime warranty. They've got like a, a good amount of compliance to them. Yeah. They've got a little more compliance than a, than an Envy. Which I haven't ridden the new Envies. So I'm no, curious to see them. how yeah. those compare. And we're talking, my experience on Envies is going to be M50s, M60 high volumes, and M70 high volumes. Okay. So those are the three wheels that I've ridden. All three of those stiffer. And there's, there's more compliance in these reserve carbon wheels. Yep. And, and so Envy is shooting to do that. It seems like more brands are shooting for now that they got like the durability part down. They're shooting for compliance, but yes. they, these reserve wheels are kind of, they kind of have there. that already They're already there. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool, man. And the ones that I rode had, um, they just had the basic DT Swiss 350 hubs. They didn't have I nines or anything. Cause that's what their signature that you can get them built on your bike with, gotcha. um, industry nine torch hubs. You didn't bring your 54 tooth star ratchets with you. No, I did not. But I out. think, but I think that, <laughs> that would be no, so funny. Can you imagine? Going sorry to the guys, bike? pop the cassette sorry, off and I need to put my 54 yeah. tooth. Please in insert these star ratchets into there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be um, so pretense. No, but I think if they had 36s at least in there, oh, cool. they were decent, nice. you know, uh, they weren't 54s. I know that for sure but um but no um i was pleasantly surprised at how nice those wheels felt yeah so awesome yeah yep uh good job santa cruz on that yeah all right i guess with that steven uh oh just one last thing i'm really stoked it's like bike building season time it is you just got your scalpel i just got my scalpel team uh which is a pretty bike it's like that uh cement gray from tacomas from the tacomas and forerunners and uh and then the acid green pearl that's the same color as my super x pretty looking it's a beautiful color and then uh i got my shock back from fox they ended up switching over the they they got rid of all the kashima coating for the brown they made the bike they made the bike or the the shock proper who in the world thinks that brown sugar is a good color and here's the deal it's a good color on oatmeal yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) it doesn't 
doesn't match the Kashima that's on the for or the shock or the no, it, it is on brown. The fork yeah, or the... it isn't Kashima. It's brown sugar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's like I, I just, I've never got that. I've much never confused. understood. Yeah. Much confused. Now I like the black. Now if you, I'm, it's very good. I'm just gonna tell you this right now. Yeah. If you look in their snow line, yeah, like the snowmobile line, yeah, their float factory Evol front shocks, yeah. The canister is dark brown, and then the Kashima coating on the stanchion is the light gold. Oh, really? So even the shock itself <laughs> the driving, doesn't match. The it's driving not, us. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I would never. Yeah, I can't do it. I love the all black though. Yeah, I love all black. And the DPX2 shock when we rode that thing, I freaking loved it. Yeah, it was great on every it was bike we rode. Really good. Yeah. So I'm stoked. Um, I've got that one. Then I've got it all blacked out. I'm going to be building up that bike, building up the 4.5 for my wife, and uh, perhaps something else. We shall see. Some sort of maybe cross country e bike. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Let's maybe go wild. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. With that, Stephen, I guess we'll talk to everybody next week. Eh. Have a nice weekend. Hey guys, Jonathan here. Just wanted to thank you again for listening and let you know that if you like the song that you're hearing now and the one that you heard in the intro, it comes from Wave Riders Entertainment, my good friend Tommy Walter. Check it out if you're looking for more beats like this or some awesome tracks to listen to. We'll talk to you next week.